right, what's going on, everyone? Yo, yo, I got Riley here from Allegiant Continuum and his game company called Pro- Proponent. Say it for me. Proponent. Proponent. Proponent, Proponent. Proponent yeah. Games. I'm yeah. Terrible. I'm terrible at pronouncing things, so yeah. <laughs> don't hate me too much. Right there with you. Yeah. I think it took me about a year to pronounce Allegiant. Is that how you yeah. pronounce it? Allegiant? Uh, Allegiant. Allegiant. Like, uh, it is like Allegiant. Like a legion of illiterate assholes. Fucking, that's my, that's that's us, I, dude. I fucking, I have such a love hate relationship with this band name. I'm just like, man, can we fucking man. change it, Leon? Uh, I'm like, yeah, can we just change it? Just fucking change it to something easier. Fucking. The funny thing is, is that it's like it's so legible, right? It's like in the like StarCraft font. Like, it's yeah, fucking, I know. <laughs> it is you know and i'm just like all right whatever it's fine it's fine whatever yeah. a, a, a legion for for everybody yeah, who's been saying it wrong this whole time I'm, I'm looking at chat and already someone scary greg is just like i've been saying it wrong this whole time and, yeah, greg. yeah don't don't we feel fun- bad man everybody yeah, we- everybody does yes this is my 30th episode so riley thank you for being a part of it oh yeah man the big 3-0 remember when i was first getting the starting to learn about twitch we yeah. were talking about it, unique leadership, all that. I was like, "What? Well, how do we? How do I do this? I'm like, I don't know how to do this, bro." <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now here I am. What's up, man? After E is all bullshit. I love I it now. Fucking the A after E is all bullshit. It's, it's the fucking I mean, in the one point six one eight video. That's how that's how it ends. Is fucking Miles, our old merch dude, busting and being like, "That was fucking awesome, guys!" And Corey just being like. <laughs> fucking stupid this fucking so dumb i hate this shit it's fucking stupid band name the a after the e is all bullshit it's fucking it's fucking uh it's so good fucking it all yeah. up for us yeah <laughs> everyone pronounces it wrong everyone spells yeah. it wrong yeah the our guitar fuck. player i mentioned this in uh in dan's chat yesterday uh but our guitar player has like a whole folder oh, yeah. on facebook of just fucking like our name spelled wrong on like marquees yeah and like writers and just like oh, anywhere that anywhere that it can be spelled wrong it's oh, it's great it's you guys need to make like a big collage of all of it i know right just put it on a t-shirt throw yeah throw it on a t-shirt <laughs> it's actually a good idea put on the back of a t-shirt misspell it on the front of the shirt <laughs> with the logo just take the e, uh the a out fucking <laughs> bootleg as fuck <laughs> oh man <laughs> holy shit yo nick thank you i do love this overlay it's nice right it's like we're in, a living, good. We're in like a bedroom kind of i love the bucky's soccer su- bucky's uh soccer, soccer ball, ball? It's yeah fucking, like that, right i, I do i do I i've been seeing a ton of bucky's shirts around town really? lately but i live really? in i live in north county san diego in a town called escondido in california oh, and uh area and like that the last place you would expect to see like a, a surge in Bucky's t-shirts. I'm just like, yeah, I've seen like at least five in the past couple weeks. I'm like, man, did, do you all know each other? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, really? What the hell? Yeah. I know they just oh, they just opened a Bucky's outside of Texas. It just, really, yeah. First Bucky's to open. Let's see. I don't know. Outside. Let's let's look this up real quick because speaking of shit Bucky's. opening outside of its domain, did you see the fucking okay. In and Out shit in Colorado? Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yep. Dog, four, fourteen hour wait to get In and Out. Fourteen like, hour. Yeah. Why would? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the first Bucky's outside of Texas has opened up in Alabama. Alabama. It's in okay. between well, Mobile and Pensacola. 
that's still further away from California, though. That's like yeah, it's you not know. helping you. <laughs> it's, it's I'm not you at all. <laughs> I uh, live in California, and now ain't worth fourteen. No, dude, no fucking way. That's fucking exactly what no. I said, man. And like, maybe I'm spoiled because it's like I've just You've had it a had one nearby my whole fucking life. But yeah. like, dog, I I couldn't no do way. it. I couldn't do it. And do like. I'm definitely on team team In and Out when it comes to the In and Out Whataburger yeah, yeah. conflict. You know, maybe we're about to lose I'm... some some viewers right here, but Whataburger yeah, is, fine. is ass, dog. <laughs> it's fucking it, dude. To be honest like... with you, I don't like I don't eat meat anymore, but yeah, I don't. I have never liked the burgers at Whataburger. Period. Dude, they're wet. They are literally like they. It's like it's like they pull rather, their produce at, like, straight out of a wet crisper and then just like. <laughs> Pour fucking mustard all over it, and it's like, here you go. Here's your, Here's fucking, your fucking cheeseburger, wet ass mustard mountain fucking burger. What a burger! All shit. I ever would like, get no was the honey barbecue chicken sandwich. That's what I would always get. I never See, got the burgers. I never fucked with them. Someone told me they were like, they were like, hey, get the chicken. Yeah, because like the burgers, it, burgers in the name, but it's not as. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. And I had one chicken sandwich there, and it was like, dog, it was like fucking was eating. It was just, it was, it was so dry. I'm like trying to think of a thing for dry. It was like, I just, it was, it was just like, it's very it was hit terrible. or mess that it was, place. Yeah. You know, but every time I, I, I had it was, it was so bad, I can't even think of a fucking good, <laughs> like, I was like sand on a biscuit. Like, I'd say it was just, it was so bad. It was, it bad. was fucking, yeah, every, it was every time I've gone in and out, it's been, the burgers have been fine. They've been what they're supposed to taste like and make. Yeah. Like, they're always yeah. like consistent. And what a burger yeah. is such just like it's so inconsistent. It's unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah. I just don't fuck with it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like what every like band and shit talks about. Like any band yeah, right. from like if you put a Texas band in a van or you know, on tour with a band from California, they're just gonna ask, What is it? What a burger in and out? What's your what's your yeah. favorite? And then that's the feud yeah. throughout the yeah. whole fucking tour. I saw a question in, in chat, fucking okay. Shake Shacker in and out. And that's a good question. Shake Shack. Because I think Shake Shack oh, is probably better. Dang. I think Shake Shack's a little bit better. But like Shake Shack is. is is inferior to Steak and Shake. But honestly, all of them are inferior to Five Guys. I think Five Dude, Guys is yeah. like a step above. A step above I, the like fast food burger uh, argument. I miss Five Guys. If I, yeah, man. If, if I ever do break being vegetarian, I mean... I, I've been trying to cut out cheese, but sometimes I break, so, and I have it, but whatever. Anyway, if I ever yeah. do, again, because I've been vegetarian, like, multiple times, and I always break, and I'm like, oh, I want a burger, fuck it. <laughs> or I want barbecue, fuck it, I'm going to eat it. But if I want to break next time, it's probably going to be with the five guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, you can put, you can put, like, anything you want on the burger, and anything. it's just like, yeah, dude, can I get a small fry? And they're like, here's a bag of potatoes. It's fucking just... <laughs> Uh, and here's so another good. box. Bring these potatoes home and make your own while you're at it. Yeah. We just have so much here, we don't need it. Uh, it's messed up, man. They give so many yeah. fries. Yeah, let me get a small fry. Okay, you're the whole entire fucking. Yeah, dude, and, it, and it always says like uh, somewhere on the wall inside the restaurant, like where they source their fries from. It's oh, like no. these these fries were made from fresh potatoes from fucking Boise, Idaho. Yeah, it's just like oh wow, Sick. okay, fucking... and they're good fries. They're so good. They're so Seriously. good. Oh well, uh, man. So how did um, how did you join? When did you join Allegiant? Were you twenty fifteen? Twenty fifteen. I remember that. No, I uh, I came in after they had done three albums. So they had yes. Ezra Ezra Haynes on vocals uh, for I think the band formed in 
2006 with a different vocalist whose name oh, I do wow. not remember. And oh, yeah, then they got they had an EP in 2008. Uh, I see. Yeah, I and then they had that 2008 that. EP, and Ezra was on that. Okay. Um, and then they got signed to Metal Blade shortly after, released their first record called Fragments of Form and Function in 2010. Yeah. And then pretty much released an album every two years after that. So they yeah, did Form Shifter in 2012, and then uh, Elements. Elements of the Infinite in 2014. Um, which is where they they really picked up. Yeah, and then uh, you know, about a year after that, uh, you know, Ezra had started going through some like personal stuff that he has you know overcome since then. But at the time, it was just like it was a lot for the band to deal with, and Mm -hmm. you know, it was it was becoming enough of an issue for them to to hit me up. So they they hit me up initially just to cover a tour, uh, like a little short little five six day run out from colorado to the uh, louisville death fest before uh. that turned into a fucking giant shit show <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh and, it uh, did oh oh it did that dude like still tries to add me every few months on fucking dude facebook I, and i'm just like bro fuck off like dude uh, anyway. I, for some reason i was friends with him still real quick i was friends with him still on facebook for some odd ass reason and not longer like a week ago i posted some status i forget what it was and he commented on it and someone commented back to him, be like, "Why are you here?" Yeah, because they know <laughs> like, who he was, right? Stop trying to fucking weasel your way back him. in like, here, man. W- wait, I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, oh my god, that's who it is. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so it was it was on the way uh, out to Louisville Death Fest uh, yeah. in 2015. I think Arsis was headlining that year, and you know we played pretty pretty close to the top, and it was a rad show, and then back, and yeah. You know, I guess, I guess to uh, to kind of dial back a little bit more, give a little bit more personal stuff. So before before my time in Allegiant, I had released records with Inanimate Existence, Continuum, <clears throat> and Son of Aurelius. Yes. And the two Inanimate Existence ones, or the the two uh, first ones I mentioned, Inanimate Existence uh, and Continuum, yeah, were on Unique Leader, and we didn't tour to support them. And it was, you know, it was it was it was not not the best. I think that like we got offered tours and like Unique mm-hmm. Leader did their part to like try to make it do what we were supposed to do with them, but like yeah. everybody was just doing different shit and was too busy and we just couldn't do it. So so that kind of like fell on deaf ears, and then um, we jumped on or you know Son of Aurelius then released Under a Western Sun, which is still <clears> one of <throat> my favorite pieces of music that I've ever worked on. I have hold that album really near and dear. Yeah, um, I used to love but that it was such a departure from their first record that came out four years earlier that I yeah. all was not a part of. That like it just got shit on. It was really poorly why, received. Yeah, uh, I don't know why people shit on it? Because I actually like that record. <laughs> that's you know, I, I I I love it. I thought that it was it was good. I think that the production on it could have been a little bit more fine tuned and dialed in. But yeah, a little more polished. Overall, I think that it was a good record. Um. But it was just it just wasn't a tech death record. So the people who were expecting it were like, death, you know, yeah. to be tech death were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, and well, it's it's sure. aged well, you know what I mean? Like it's aged well. It's, it's gotten to the point records, now where yeah. where people will go back and listen to it and be like, oh, this isn't that bad. But yeah, my yeah. experience with that, I was still very green in the music industry at that point. Um, like I had released records, but I hadn't been immersed into it to the point that I am now. For sure. So. I did not know how to handle that like extremely negative response and it just like totally crushed me. I was like super gun shy doing anything with metal after that. 
And so yeah. I, I like, I quit. I was just like, dude, no more metal. Like, fucking, I'm, I'll still play music. I did like singer songwriter stuff, and I did like dance music and really? all kinds oh, of shit. other stuff. But like, I was just like, no more metal. And then a year later, I get hit up to do this little tour. So, getting back to that, I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I did this little tour with them, and it was just like a job. It was just like, yeah, he's just handling some personal shit, and like, you know, we just need someone to fill in for this tour and i was like that sounds great to me because i miss being on stage but i don't want to be in a fucking metal band again yeah um, i'll do this one thing <laughs> yeah and yeah. so but then like a couple days later some shit hit the fan and they were like hey so do you want a job and i was like well fucking i guess like it was like <laughs> i like being band. on stage you know well it was it was oh, what wow. it was was that it was like i think the singer for Beartooth. Or one of the members of that band wrote an article a few years back that was like, why do we do what we do as as performers and as metal oh, musicians okay. particularly? Okay. And he said something in that article that always really stuck to me where he was just like, when I'm on stage, I feel like I'm the best version of myself. Like, I, like we present different versions of ourselves in everything we do in life, whether we're, yeah, yeah. you know, with our friends or our family or if we're at work or if we're, you know, we all have these different modes of behavior that we fall into. Like, no one is a flat representation. No. Um, yeah, right. And so he was just like, but when I'm on stage, like, I feel like I'm the best version of myself like i'm doing what is most true to who i am and what i care about yeah and i am right there with that statement so after several years of getting off of not playing not playing shows and doing all this kind of stuff i got back on stage with legion and was like fuck man like i forgot (laughs) that this is like my favorite thing in the world like i forgot that you know fucking so I was kind of bummed at the end of the tour. I was like, man, like I fucking, you know, I'm like sad that this is ending so, so soon. It was yeah, only yeah, like, you know, summer. like, like eight or nine shows. Oh, and then I got hit up short. a couple days later to, you know, be the permanent guy. And I was like, fucking wow. let's do it. Sign me up. Fuck so, it. yeah. Yeah. So shortly after that, I did my first tour with them, uh, mm-hmm. which was a co-headliner with us and Act of Defiance, uh, which is oh, wow. Chris Broderick from Megadeth's Megadeth. little thing he did after quitting megadeth yep yep. um and that was a fun tour that was that was cool but that was before i had been properly announced and then right after that we went into the studio for proponent for sentience uh Mm -hmm. and uh the rest is pretty much history i've just been with the band ever since oh wow that's awesome yeah yeah i started really getting into the band not even gonna lie with the latest record yeah the latest record really pulled me in and i was like man man, i remember hearing the first single i was like wow this is really fucking good and then Hell that's yeah. when I started kind of like diving in more to the older stuff. So I've heard the older stuff, but nothing really, I don't know, just sometimes, but now I'm going back to the older stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really fucking good. What, what am I talking about? Why do I think? Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. It happens with me with some bands though. Like, it's like, you know, there'll be like, bands will be like a few records in and then they come out with a new one. And I'm like, oh, I love this fucking record. Then I go back to the old stuff and I'm like, wow, what the fuck have I, by, what have I been missing out on this entire Yeah, time? I feel like, you know, that's kind of the weird. case with a lot of metal bands, right? Is it's it, like it every be, yeah, man. very few metal bands like hit it with their first record. You know what I mean? Like it usually takes two or three before people really start paying yes. attention to being like, dude, it's this band is fucking sick. Um, and I feel like that's especially been the case with with a Legion for sure. Yeah, um, I mean it was the same with like Rivers and Now. I never really got into them. Yeah, I did in Monarchy. I that's when they caught me, and then the new record, yeah. up, the latest one, and I was like, we're yeah. all fucking hooked fucking. Up. Yeah. masterpiece of yeah. modern metal fucking yeah, straight up where the owls know my name is just yeah. such a fucking such a good record man 
So, yeah, it, it does, like, and I've told bands that, like, you know, sometimes bands get, like, bombed when they're, like, one, you know, even, like, a couple albums in, and it's, like, not really hitting yet, right? And I'm like, no, just give us some time. You guys are continuing to get better. Like, your songs are getting better and better. You get You gain more fans on this second record, you know? Like, you've seen the growth. There is growth. Now yeah. just really write a really good third record. Like, really work on it. Don't rush it. And it's something, a lot of times, it's like they come out with that next one, and it's just like, there we go. And it starts yeah. taking off, and I'm like, it's gotta be, sometimes it's just gotta be kind of, you gotta be patient. It's hard. Yeah. Especially when it's, you, like, bands see, like, other bands of, like, their size that are, like, taking off maybe more than they are. It could kind yeah. of bum people out, which I understand. I totally get it. But it's important, man, to, like, never compare your success to the successes of others. Like, yes, it's it it's is. such a huge thing for bands, especially bands in the metal industry, where it's just, like, the music industry in general is like such a volatile part of of any uh, compared to other major industries you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. the music industry in 2020 has become so volatile and flimsy and like everybody is kind of scrambling to figure out where to land with like sales figures and and all the business sides of things um oh yeah no you're not wrong about that at all but but then but then you have metal which is like one of the smaller you know portions of that extremely volatile industry and it's like the the things that trend and the things that become popular it's like even really successful artists you know that have formed any time in the last like 20 years are like you know you get this fucking like it's it seems like almost everything is a flash in the pan these days yeah um so it's like it's it's super important as a band who it's like you know oh, we've been we, we've released five records over the past 12 years and this band that just formed you know four <laughs> years ago is already fucking killing it and playing with all these huge bands it's like you can't it's like apples and oranges you know what i mean even if they're in the You're same right. genre everything is received so differently and and the metal fan base is like so gung-ho and so committed that it's like when they latch onto something they fucking they really latch onto something so it's like you know you'll see something get popular and then just blow up almost overnight yeah and uh you know it's It's... in my experience it's been like you can't compare yourself to other people's successes my other big uh catchphrase for for being someone in the public eye and metal is to uh never never take uh, never take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. There it is. Which is yeah. a fancy way of saying don't read comment threads. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just don't fucking read them. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped doing that a long time ago. And people were like, oh, look at uh, this dude yeah. on Lamgo talking shit about your tour that you booked in. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. Let's, see him, do, let's see him do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, I don't care, man. Don't, you know. yeah. Yeah. I've told so many people, like, stop. Don't, don't read comments. Just stop reading them. It's gonna yep. ruin your day, and it's not gonna be worth it. It's not worth it at all. There's some random yeah. ass dudes that are just trolling you. I uh, fucking is. Sometimes, sometimes when I That's need a laugh, phrase, n- need a little serotonin boost, I'll like go find the worst comments possible and just be like, "Yeah, dude, fuck those guys." <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yes. That's fucking but... great. You know, try not to do that too much. Don't, no, I don't want to. I don't, yeah. don't want to lower myself to their level. I'm no, too too cool I'm to be a troll, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm superior. <laughs> <laughs> they are peasants. <laughs> I always say that. I'm like, fuck those peasants. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah. 
So when it comes to like uh, continuum, when did you join? Were you you were in continuum from the beginning? Yeah, well, sort of. So when the band first formed, before they had released any music, uh, the old singer for Son of Aurelius and the current singer for I think Odious Mortem, uh, Anthony Trapani. Yeah, that's good. Um, They had done uh, some some stuff vocally for that project. Yeah, uh, but it, they never really locked in like a full time singer. Um, so I, I picked up the the helm for that pretty okay. early on, and then yeah, I've been I've been the the vocalist for all the recorded material. Yeah, and that wasn't even supposed to be a touring band. We were yeah, it was not supposed to be a touring band. Uh, it was, was supposed like to just be like a, a studio project. Yeah, studio project because it's like when it first formed, it was like a. You know, I hate the word supergroup because it's like, yeah, who I the fuck you. do you think you are? Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> who made that name? Super. Yeah, but but, yeah. but it was like it, it was it was a lot of members from people who were already doing stuff with their other bands, people who had like yeah. primary focuses, and then Continuum was just kind of like a you know thing. a, a side, side project thing. studio thing for us. It was like yeah, you know, Chase Chase at the time. Uh, was doing Decrepit Birth and, right. you know, since then has done, like, Scour. And he's always had other stuff that he was working on. Um, you know, I was doing Son of Aurelius at the time and Inanimate Existence and yeah. am now doing Allegion. Uh, Ivan, our bass, or our other guitar player, was doing Brain Drill and now he's playing in Deeds of Flesh. Like, we're, we've all been Around. doing other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so because of that, it was like, you know, trying to work in a touring schedule with between just the three of us is, like, fucking super difficult because we're yeah, usually doing hard. stuff during touring seasons oh yeah um but then last year we did bloodletting mm-hmm. and that was like our first full-length tour and it was a fucking great time man i mean i've met so many homies on that the dudes in disentomb and yeah. organectomy and fucking uh i had already known yeah, the visceral disgorge dudes from uh, okay you knew those playing a few right? shows with them and they were the homies and then you know, got to meet the, men- the mental cruelty guys as well, who were fucking First time awesome. Here. It was like, yeah, yeah, fucking. And then the signs of the swarm guys, I became pretty, pretty tight with them cool. yeah, uh, on that tour. Fucking Jacob is like oh, the homie, sweetheart. the yeah. fucking homie. I love that guy. Yeah, so yeah. it was, it was cool for for that reason. You know what I mean? It was just like getting to meet all kinds of people and you know, dipping my toes into like the deathcore slam scene, which is something that I've never really been a part of, but something that I've always really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was it was cool kind of getting exposure to that. Uh, yeah, it is. It's like I yeah. did. I threw um like in Fury did a tour like Shadow of Intent, Signs of the Swarm. Yeah. Um and um who else was on that tour? Why can't I remember who else was on that tour? Anyway, someone in chat will say it. But anyway, that was like their first time breaking out of like the tech death thing. Yeah. But they were like really open to it, and I was like, "Yo, this is a yeah. good idea," you know. And they it went over well for them for the most part. Yeah. It was like a different I, thing. I feel like I think Continuum. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say like I feel like a lot of tech death bands don't break out. Like they don't want to yeah. do like maybe like a deathcore tour, which right. I can well, understand might be kind of like, uh, is this gonna go? It's, right? Yeah, brand of sacrifice. The, is the, like, Duh. the crowd response is what it is. It's the it's, crowd response. Yeah, is it's yeah. like, yeah, right. and continuum experience that firsthand on for sure. You know, it's I like especially because we we didn't play right at the beginning, and uh, I feel like we would have done better had we opened. But like mental cruelty went on right before us, and they are heavy as heaviest. fuck. Yeah, um, heavy as ban. <laughs> and then organectomy wasn't there, I think, for like the first little bit of the tour. But then mm-hmm. they jumped on, and they went before us too. So it was like you had these these two just fucking slamming, fucking brutal, just sick ass bands that make you just want to punch people in the face, <laughs> and then. Right after that was like Continuum, where it's just like 
no room to breathe you yeah, know what yeah, i mean so it's like people would watch us and enjoy it and there's a couple like riffs that come in that are like Kinda. consistent but there's just so much just like tech going on that it's like there's no time to really start running around and moshing yeah, and doing I'm all doing kinds it. of stuff and so it was just like the people who went to those shows were there to like hear fucking breakdowns and pit it up and fucking you know yeah, yeah and continuum did, does not offer that musically so we learned a lot from that tour as far as like look if this is the, if these are the tours we're gonna do if this is who we're gonna be you know working with and all this kind of stuff we need to put some fucking riffs in our yeah, songs yeah. We're so gonna have to throw some different kind of riffs yeah. in here yeah. <laughs> we need some mosh so, riff chase mosh riffs yeah, chase <laughs> get, get get some fucking get some fucking hate riffs going on yeah. man fucking yeah. a little but, slam in there <laughs> yeah so but it was was like the band's first tour wasn't it yeah yeah first first full length for sure so yeah yeah which was just funny because it's like we've all been touring for fucking 10 plus years and just like to go to it's it was humbling is what it was it was it was like going back to being in a band who's like never done a tour before and like people don't really know who you are and like you know you're yeah yeah it it, it puts you in a position where it's just like ah, i remember this like fucking remember this you show. know this back back to my roots kind of thing so it was it was, yeah, it was really fun and it was humbling and a learning experience and i i took a lot away from that tour for sure that's dope yeah that tour went well for the most part it was definitely a yeah. cool lineup like you know distance you know, everyone had a blast on it was just like a, a, a tour of six bands that are all friends with each other you yeah. know and some making yeah. new friends too so yeah. it's just like i remember like going to like the austin day and everyone just like having a blast together like see what everyone talking with each other just vibing with yeah. each other and then i remember i uh david from signs of the swarm was like hey man uh you know anyone that has um uh you know some uh marijuana and uh, <laughs> i was like yeah yeah i can go uh where the weed at man yeah yeah i'm like I'll get it. We'll, go, you know, we'll find some and then we did and then at that show you know, sometimes, you know, vocalists will be like, yo, what's up? You know, Austin, Texas or whatever, this and that. This motherfucker said Houston, Texas four times. <laughs> I don't think you guys made it to that show or whatever. Right? I think you No, we yeah. didn't. We had to drop off like, I think a, a day, day or two before, before that. Cause yeah. that was, the, that was the whole thing is, is know. you know, we spoke briefly before we went live that, uh, our, our drummer at the time yeah. kind of shit, shit the bed on that tour. And like, we yes. had to hire a new drummer last minute and find all kinds of shit and it was just uh it was kind of rough thing yeah and uh because of that we couldn't find someone who was able to do the the whole tour so yeah. Yeah, we had to drop off Atlanta. for the last leg but i think the like last Atlanta, show was right? the last show was in san diego so i was able to go to that oh, and be part of the fucking family photo and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. say goodbye to everyone show, and the last that show fun. that continuum did was it atlanta i think yeah i think Before it was you i think it was Texas? masquerade yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But that was the, that was a good show though because that was like you had Despised Icon and one. Yeah, night. Despised Icon was it was so it was that show was fucking. I I honestly Taking spent most Sunday of my time fight. that night. I spent <laughs> most room. of my time that night hanging out in that room because it was it was Despised Icon, yeah. Shadow of Intent, uh, I Am, yep. and then Kubla Khan. And yes. I think there might have been one other band, but it was just fucking heavy. It was, it was so sick. And I think in the big room at Masquerade there was Taking Back Sunday. Or yeah, some shit no, like that. it was. It Bobby, totally was. Bobby from Signs of the Swamp. When I had David and Bobby on here, Bobby yeah. was like, "Yeah, I walked into like the big room of Masquerade, and I see this merch, and it says Taking Back Sunday' on it, and I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean they're playing tonight?' And he's like, and then he's like, "Yeah, then I watched Taking Back Sunday. I watched Despised Icon. Then I went and saw Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> what a good, what a good night. Oh, this such a fucking, is like insane, a... dude. I love those. Uh, I love those." 
those mash venues, no, you know yeah, what I mean, where you I have know. like two two shows so going on that. at the same time or Yep. I I love that shit. Uh one of my favorite tour memories ever was on my very first tour mm-hmm. uh with Son of Aurelius and it's so funny thinking about that tour because like it was in 2010, October yeah. 2010 and uh the we were playing shows to like 50 people max every night you know what i mean like and there were some shows where it was like less than 10 but the headliners were fucking cattle decapitation and devourment and like if that tour went out today it would fucking sell out every single show like oh my god yeah dude yeah it was wild it was it was super wild but that was my first tour ever and it was a devourment or cattle decapitation devourment and then knights of the abyss burning the masses and son of aurelius and uh we did one of those fucking collision shows in uh in detroit at fucking harpo's yeah um with decrepit birth through the eyes of the dead suffocation the faceless and it was just fucking it was such a sick show i was just like oh my god it was so good that's a dude all those bands together on one bill yeah how did that show do really good really really good that that better have done well it was fucking packed out yeah, that was a super fun show. It's Lady crazy. Metal knows she's she was there apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nah, she's cool as fuck. Knights of the Abyss, man. Ah, oh, yeah, the one band I miss so much. Yeah, dude. Fucking rest in peace, Griffin. Yes, fucking I love, dude. I love Griffin. Uh, the dad, so I used to man. Work I fucking love that guy. Like, Griffin was. I remember one time I drove. I was uh, moving from New York to Cal- to L.A. and um, I drove and I stayed with him in Arizona. Yeah. I lived somewhere in Phoenix or Tempe or some shit mesa or one of those and we dude i (laughs) we partied that night like we got so drunk and so high (laughs) we we laughed went to the bar i think we went to like a show and then we were just all over the place i remember waking up the next morning i'm like dude can i stay one more night i can't drive i I gotta (laughs) i can't do this drive to la today He's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck i'm like all right cool Yeah. (laughs) yeah he uh my favorite memory of him was he because he had a pacemaker uh, yes, yeah, and he had yeah. that big that big scar on his chest yeah yeah um and he fucking was just like walking around fucking shirtless just drinking a beer and he's like <laughs> fucking pulls pulls a fucking Heath ledger on me and he's just like so you want to know how i got this scar because he like oh saw me God. looking at it or some shit and i was like yeah what happened and he's just like so i uh you know i grew up my you know my mom got divorced when i was pretty young and you know she she remarried this dude who was this like hardcore military guy and oh jeez you know one day he like he caught me smoking <sighs> weed and he was like you know don't ever fucking let me catch you smoking weed in here again or you'll fucking regret it oh. and uh i was like whatever fucking who cares like you know if i'm a fucking i was a teenager i didn't give a shit so i just smoked weed again and you know he caught me again and and he, and he gave me this and i was like holy shit dude like that's Wait, fucking nuts. i never knew how or why and then and then but then he wow. i was like are you fucking serious and he was just like no nah, no nah, i have a pacemaker and i was like fuck <laughs> off bro like fucking like... <laughs> i thought like maybe yeah he like oh, yeah, yeah. wow yeah. what <laughs> damn yeah. griffin <laughs> it's my favorite griffin memory i'm like uh, i fucking holy love you dude <laughs> so ridiculous yeah a oh man yeah. fucking man yeah i was gonna but, go yeah. out to his memorial show and i couldn't make it but i remember watching a video from it the other like a few weeks ago or a couple months ago i can't remember but yeah. watching like nuts the best performer that show was nuts dude at the, yeah, Ni- the nile theater yep that fucking yep. place i think that's where we went that night 
We went somewhere that night when I stayed with him. I can't fucking remember. We went. I yeah. think it was there. <laughs> it was dude. That night was a blur. And we had like oh, yeah. one of his friends. I remember one of his friends who was like straight edge drove us everywhere. So we took his like Dodge Charger, <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, my buddy's straight edge. He's gonna drive us." Everywhere. I'm like, "All right, <laughs> what is going on tonight? We have a driver." <laughs> Who's this fuck, who is driving us around? This yeah, I'm like this blackout is drunk. How do I get in this charger? Fucking... <laughs> it was so much fun, dude. Oh, like, geez, I love you, Griffin. Oh man. Anyway, are there? Uh, I don't know. What's like some of your favorite tours you've done? Are there any tours that stick out that are, like man. ones that you wish you could go back and do again or so so many i mean back. that first tour was amazing but i feel like yeah. i i have i have rose colored glasses on that because it was like my first tour and i was still just like super excited i hadn't become an old jaded metal guy yet yeah um he's, he's still you know, i was like i was like 22 like had oh, never man, toured man. before was touring with cali capitation who as someone who grew up in san diego was like fucking I know. you know right there. they were like the guys i was just like holy shit um and that was a lot of fun but I mean, we did this Metal Blade 35th anniversary tour uh, oh, a couple years back that. with with Cattle and Whitechapel and yeah, Gilmore. And that was big. That was yeah, that was a lot was of fun. Good. I would I would love to play more of those shows. Um, just everybody on that tour was just so chill. It was such a fucking yeah. fun time and such a good line. The dudes too. from uh, Necromancing the Stone got added on. That's right. Like last minute, which we had done a tour with them. Have we done a tour with them? I think we did. Yeah, we I did a tour with them in Battlecross yes, previously. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I was working with Necromancing, and that was kind yeah. of a, another super group. Um, yeah. You know, the guy, yeah. you know, Arsis, and who else was Absence? And uh, um, uh, Bart from Black Dahlia was yes, in there for a yeah. minute. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I can, so yeah. it was like a mix. Good band. Something yeah. that was definitely different from what they were doing. Not like yeah. completely different, but there was no screaming, it was all singing yeah had those those big power metal vibes which i'm all i'm all about that shit yeah. as a fucking singer it's catchy just like give it, catchy. give it to me give it to me yeah give it to me yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a dope tour i think like but, dude if they were to bring back like do a cattle devourment tour again and then tour, yeah right fuck man you guys just like just stack it because like be even because back then like it's kind of it's crazy because i remember you know listening to cattle decapitation growing up and like they weren't really popping off and they didn't i don't think they really popped off until what the hell is that record called monolith monolith yes, of humanity yes that was the one and that like because they had the they had kind of shifted gears into the harvest floor right yeah, and that yeah, that, that was in 2010 out. that was like right after that record came out was when we did that tour with them and so people yeah. hadn't really like caught on to like the new cattle decapitation yet no and then they did Monolith with fucking Dave Otero and like nah, the writing plus the production just fucking put it, it over the top. That record is so good. And then um, I can't pronounce the word, but the one after that, the Anthropocene, yeah, the Anthropocene extinction. extinction. Yeah. yeah, that fucking, fucking record, bro. I, uh, I have, I also have a love hate relationship with that record because uh, I fucking so I love that record. Let me start off by saying that it's like oh, one of my yeah. favorite death metal albums. Ever. I was gonna say I'm like Riley doesn't like this record, but <laughs> uh, in 2017, a Legion played uh, 70,000 tons of metal, okay. and yeah. I was on my way to the airport when their their bass player at the time called me, and he goes, "Hey, uh, Travis had a family emergency. He can't make the tour." Or he oh, can't make the man. festival. Are you? Do you know any of our songs? 
And I was like, fucking, yeah, like, I listen to Anthropocene all the fucking time, like, you know, and he's like, uh, uh, so I was just like, yeah, I can play anything, I, I can do anything off Anthropocene. And he was like, okay, well, we have five songs. And I was like, fuck. So, <laughs> yep. so I oh, ended up man. fucking learning, like, memorizing the lyrics and, like, writing down, like, reminder sheets and shit and, like, having paper on stage. And I played both of their sets on 70,000 Tons of Metal oh, yeah, yeah, two sets. as well as both of Allegiant's sets. So by like the second day, I had just like not slept in fucking fifty plus hours and had and had played four fucking shows and was just like ready to die. And yeah, I, I, imagine. I have like flashbacks when I listen to those fucking songs, like just like remembering like sitting in like my my cabin, just like scribbling words down and like repeating them and like trying to like drive it into my brain and being <laughs> like, okay, okay, then just getting on stage and obviously Travis not fucking small shoes to fill. No uh, man, he's like so... <laughs> he's one of my favorite death metal vocalists. So that was uh that was that was something for sure. Yeah, but that, that yeah, I have I have fond fond terrible memories about that uh that album. So I uh, yeah, I could see why. Yeah. <laughs> Did everyone was everyone accepting that night like the fans? Yeah, everybody was pretty part, cool. Yeah. Everybody was pretty cool about it. There's there's some videos online if you have, if anyone ever wants yeah, to check that out if you just uh Cow. What, what year was that 2017 oh what, so 2017? and and it wasn't just me that was the other thing about it is that it's like oh they they were pulling in people from the crowd to do some songs because i didn't i didn't know any of the songs off of like monolith or even earlier than that so they were pulling in people oh, wow. from the crowd to fucking do songs and <laughs> they had i think i think dave from revo did a song did? and uh oh, that's tight uh fucking what's his name from uh I feel like there was somebody someone's... from Mindscar, Richie. Richie from Mindscar did a song oh, wow. with them, and uh, yeah, it was it was sick. It was a fucking super cool thing to be a part of. But no, I did I, mean, I did a, a bulk of the songs because it was like mostly Anthropocene shit. And it yeah, was, because uh, they just came out with that. Yeah, it right. was gnarly. Fucking that's a gnarly. Seventy thousand tons of metal is insane, and I was gonna go this year and didn't. And then I was like, okay, I fucked. You know, I didn't go this year. I'm gonna go next year. And now I'm like, fuck, it's probably not gonna happen next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking... it's just. But that fat was that your first time on seventy thousand tons? Yeah, yeah. How absolutely. was that? I mean, well, you were very exhausted, but overall, how was it being there? Like how, like? Oh, dude, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Allegiance set we played our first set at like five a.m. Uh, it on the the main wow. stage on like the top pool deck, and that 5 was an experience. Yeah, five a.m. We were the last last band of that night. It was like Anthrax had played a couple bands before us, and then we fucking just like. Uh, that's so weird. Yeah, it was it was it was gnarly. It was like well, it was one of those things where it's like they want the bigger bands to play that stage, and then they kind of like put some like more mid tier bands to like close it off. Yeah, because music music goes, I want to say, from like ten a.m. to six a.m. every day, and then there's like a four hour window where it's like chill out, fucking all that kind of stuff. So we this, okay, wow. Yeah, so we played we played the uh, the like five a.m. last set on the main stage up uh -huh. on the top pool deck, which was just like crazy, like being out in the fucking open air on the middle of the ocean playing a fucking set was pretty pretty magical yeah that has um, to be. but it was 5 a.m so it wasn't exactly packed you know what i mean there were people yeah. there just because where the fuck else are they gonna go but it was it was uh it was it was fun but then our second set in uh -huh. the pyramid lounge was like one of the most fucking sick sets i've ever been a part of like it was really? so fucking fun like there were people it's this tiny little room um and it was like packed to the gills, like people all the way out into the fucking hallway yeah. behind it. And like, oh, 
it, it, it's got maybe like an eight foot ceiling you know what i mean it's like yeah. really small like maybe maybe a 10 foot ceiling but there were people like fucking crowd surfing fucking like kicking out ceiling tiles and shit and just it was, it was so fucking crazy and like six or seven people showed up in fucking crab costumes because of the fucking <laughs> 1.618 video and it was just like just seeing all these fucking crabs crowd surfing in this fucking insane fucking just sardine can fucking room was just yeah. it, was, it was so sick it was such a fun thing to be a part of so yeah and then obviously watching all the fucking bands like i watched uh carcass and suffo and arch enemy and you know all kinds Dude, of fucking stacked psychroptic was fucking there yeah. as well revocation fucking power glove cattle well was part of the cattle thing and yeah yeah you know it was it was just uh it's a gnarly it was, it was lineup a every year he gets like yeah you know he really gets like some huge bands dude yeah well and dude i mean it's the it's offer not, that he gives you usually is it's you like you know, it's, it it's, it's okay money it like covers the cost of travel but the thing that really sells you on yeah. it is it's just like it's on free cruise free it cruise a with a bunch cruise. of fucking bands like oh, fucking, yeah. of course we're gonna play <laughs> like, i remember he hit me up <laughs> he hit me up like five or six days or maybe a little bit longer than that before um before the cruise was gonna take off for i booked psycho stick and yeah. he was like but he hit me up he's like hey i had a couple bands drop who do you have that could actually do this? I could drop whatever they're doing right now and fly down to Florida and get on the cruise and play two sets. Mm -hmm. And I was like, probably psycho stick. Yeah. So I called them and they were like, yeah, duh, we'll do it. Right. Yeah. And like, they were just like, yo, as long as we can have our plane tickets covered we're game. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I literally told that to Andy from 70,000. I'm like, yo, they're down. Uh, as long as you can cover the plane tickets, they're good. And uh, he's like, okay. And he sends an offer. And I was like, what? Okay. Like, this was more than enough. Yeah. This was like double yeah. what plane tickets would have costed. Yeah. And the guys were just like, uh, okay. Yeah, of course. And they had a fucking blast. They played two sets. They've always wanted to do 70,000 tons. And they were just like beyond stoked. That's just... pretty much exactly what happened with us. Niall and Gojira dropped off like last minute. Jeez. Yeah, which Gojira. bummed me out. Because, okay, so oh, Gojira... Man. Gojira has been one of my favorite bands for a long time, like a long time. And I yeah. have never, I have never seen them live. Oh, shit. I've seen them once, one time. Dude, everyone always says they're like, if you like their records, you need to see them live because oh, I hate perfect. their records and they're one of my favorite live bands ever. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, dog, like I know. And every single time it's like Dude. always I've been on tour or like fucking something has come up where like it just yeah. doesn't intersect. Like, and it's always by like shit like that. Like we played, uh, I want to say heavy Montreal or Hellfest or some shit. Oh, and they yeah. played like the next day that we, you know, like, so, and it was just like, God damn it. And then fucking the 70,000 tons thing. I was like, yes, Gojira. Cause we got Nile spies. What happened? And then oh, Gojira okay. dropped off like a couple days later. And I was like, fucking god damn it, like, it was <laughs> <laughs> i was about to get to see him and play with him. yeah like, Fuck, man but i i had i did have a little celebrity moment uh on seventy thousand tons i got to meet someone who i've been listening to for a long time which was uh fabio leone the guy who sings That's... for rhapsody oh uh, yeah he he was with angra on seventy thousand thousand really and uh and How I fucking that? got got to meet him and and fucking say hello to him real quick, and I was just like, oh my god! Like, this, <laughs> Rain, Rain of a Thousand Flames is like it was like a transition record for me. It was like yeah. I, that's one of the albums that switched me from being like, you know, System of a Down and Metallica and like new metal yeah. kind of stuff. Like that's what got me into the idea right. of like double bass and like shredding guitars and like all this kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah it's like I have 
really, really fond memories with Rain of a Thousand Flames and Dawn of Victory and, you know, fucking Power of the Dragon Flame and shit. And so, you know, I, I didn't know he was going to be with Angra. I had kind of, like, fallen off on the Power Metal thing, and then I fucking saw him walking around, and I was like, is that motherfucking Fabio Leon? <laughs> is that him? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. And so I, uh, yeah, I got a chance to talk to him for a little bit and was, like, hella starstruck. I felt like such a dick, though, because, like, I was trying to, like, track him down just to, like, say hi, just to be like, yeah, fucking yeah. dude, like, can I fucking shake your hand? Like, holy fuck. And uh, when I when I finally had the chance, I was, like, balls deep in a conversation with uh, Dave from Revo. From Revo. Yeah. yeah. And we were just, like, chatting it up and, like, talking about some shit. And he was, like, talking about something. And I was like, hey, dude, like, I'm really sorry. I hate to interrupt you, but, like, I, I need you to fuck off for him. And I need to, like, talk to this <laughs> I guy. I need to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, no, dude, it's totally cool. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I swear, I'll be, I'll be back in, like, a minute like yeah. like like just, just give me, just give me one second and yeah. i turn around and i say hi to him and all this kind of stuff and i turn around and dave's just like in the wind and i was like ah i'm such a oh, dick but well, it was worth it on the cruise i feel it was like, worth it. It was like <laughs> stefan my boss at the agency that books you guys yeah. he was just like he always goes on the cruise he's always going every year and uh he, he would always tell me like dude yeah it's just like you, you don't sleep really and you're no. just constantly seeing someone you know like you're always seeing like or meeting new people and it's like never ending and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like 6 a.m and you're like how how where'd the day go and it's like you got to try to go to sleep for like a few hours yeah i slept through the back. land stop i fucking did you oh yeah, yeah they it stop was, right it was, they stop it was a total accident yeah they stop and they do like a here's eight hours in haiti or some other some place. Right there. yeah that's where ours was that's why i use that as an really? example it was uh it landed it in Haiti for a little while and is it really that long like eight hours land yeah it's 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 like a a good chunk of time it lets you do touristy shit and you yeah, know they probably like check out check out the beach them. and yeah yeah fucking but i uh all four of my sets were in those first two days oh and so i didn't sleep the first day uh because i had to be up playing a show at 5 a.m yeah uh yeah, and my first sleep. set with cattle was like right when we got on uh like couple hours after we embarked oh, or disembarked that, or whatever and so i like yeah. had to stay up between those two and then my next set with a legion was you know early in the day that second day yeah, and yeah right after that i was ready to fucking die i was like ready to crash and then my guitar player comes up to me and he's like hey so there's this uh there's this lady on board who i guess is like a pharmacist and she like has a bunch of uppers uh and i was like oh word well i could definitely use something and so i go he i like follow her to her cat follow him to her cabin and uh you know it's like her and her husband and they're hanging out and she's just oh like God. oh so Fuck. you know i've got I, I was like well what do you what do you have i'm not trying to like take yeah, a fucking not... you know synthesized fucking narcotic here yeah yeah and she was and she was just like oh it's some fucking like hops to flux to max to stacks to mean and i was like all right whatever fuck it like just fucking <laughs> And so I take this like handful of mystery pills and uh Oh, oh it is like oh give me a thing of Adderall. Handful of mystery pills and chase it with a fucking beer and I was flying for the next, you know, twelve hours. Oh, 12, rip, yeah. red, rip rare and ready to go yeah. for that second cattle set. But then a few oh, hours man. later that crash hit fucking pretty hard. And, you just and uh, through all I remember that. I remember lying in bed in my cabin. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna set, I, I'm gonna set an alarm. The land stops pretty soon. And like, as I'm drifting off to sleep, I hear the fucking like, boom, boom, 
Uh, Our land stop in Haiti is going to be, you know, in approximately 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, for sure. Like I set my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I like, it, it was one of those things where it's like, you feel like you close your eyes for like five seconds and then you wake up and you're like, oh fuck, like how long have I been asleep? That's eight hours. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if we're still at the land stop because it's like on those big giant fucking cruise liners, like you can't feel the motion stop, of the ocean right? you're like on a yeah. you're like on a 12 fucking story building like just you know yeah yeah and so yeah, feel i like make really. i like make my way out of the fucking cabin i'm all groggy and shit and i'm like okay well let's see if we're still at the land stop and see what this all this is about. kind of stuff because it it landed like early in the day right it landed uh, at like you know like noon 1 p.m or some shit like that oh, okay so <laughs> i fucking I like crawl out of my cabin and I like, you know, make my way through the hallways trying to like get up to the top floor so I can like see the lay of the land. Yeah. And yeah. I like, I like walk out onto the top deck and it's just like pitch black in the middle of the ocean. And I was just like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, you guys so you guys weren't even there anymore. You're in the Yeah, ocean. no, we were, yeah, we were, were fucking long gone. And I was just like, well, I guess I slept through the land stop shit. So. Yeah. Oh god, it's a crazy yeah. dude. It's crazy, crazy yeah. man. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah well, fun times for sure. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk more about the gaming company you started. Yeah. Your friend. Yeah, totally. So tell us more about it, which is fucking awesome, by the way. Thanks, man. So it it's kind of a crazy thing the way this happened. So you know, as as some people have mentioned in chat, we were supposed to do this tour. Uh, yeah. That was Allegiant, Fallujah, Entheos, uh, Ethereus yeah. in April. Yep. Um, and it obviously got postponed. COVID happened. We had to, the you know, thing. pretty much cancel it like two weeks out. We tentatively booked it for December, but obviously that's not happening. Yeah. Um, you know, we... Uh, yeah, so so basically everybody in the music industry got kind of presented with this like sink or swim kind of thing, right? For sure. Yeah. So I I had been streaming on Twitch for a couple years before that, and it had never I, taken off and become like this huge thing, but it was something that I would do pretty regularly. And it yeah, it, I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, like it it got consistent enough for me to pay a few bills here and there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was it was a good little side hustle, but you know I hadn't done it in a while. I was I was so caught up with you know doing these tours yeah, you know, no six time. months prior and it's it's a hard thing to like jump out of and then pick back up and i you know but all of a sudden everybody started streaming uh because it was like well what the fuck else are we gonna do we're doing you know we can't tour yeah. we want to keep in touch with our fan base and so there was a while where you know some people were hitting me up you know being like you know i i, I made a post being like hey I, I know yeah, I everybody this. is having a hard time. If you have any questions about Twitch streaming, I'd love to help you build a layout, like help you get kind of familiarized with how Twitch works. Yeah, yeah. And like a few people took me up on that and, you know, I've seen their streams grow and now they're like super into it and it's, it's, it's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really glad that everybody's doing it. But on the other hand, that pool became extremely saturated. And For like, sure I've, I've tried doing the community building thing on Twitch before, and it's, it's really difficult to get everybody on the same page. And it was just an endeavor that like exhausted me just kind of thinking about it when, when everything was happening back in like March, April. Yeah. It's definitely overwhelming. And yeah. So I was like, well, at that time for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so my next thought was, I was just like, well, I've always wanted to make a game. Yeah. Um, and you know, I have this this storyline, and I've I've been sitting on this idea for like a like a visual novel RPG type of thing. Oh, okay. Um, 
since like 2012. It's just been like you know in 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 the someday pile. Yeah, yeah, one day. And uh, and so I started contacting people I know in the games industry. Um, and I got connected to uh this dude from this uh this uh development team and uh you know asked him I was like hey so to to make a game you know uh-huh. what's what's kind of the process. And what he explained ended up being really similar to how the music industry works. Uh, if you picture it like dev teams are like bands and publishers are like record labels. Yeah. Um, in that he was like, yeah, like, you know, you need to get a vertical slice put together, which is basically just like a working demo that showcases all the features of the game. Okay. Uh, and you need to get a vertical slice put together and then you can pitch it to publishers and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. I've got a, I've got a game plan. So I started talking to dev teams and trying to get like a quote and basically what everyone had told me uh was anywhere between like twenty to fifty thousand dollars to get like a good polished vertical slice that a publisher would look at and be like, Okay, I see this is something that we might be able to work with and then get a proper development budget and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Thing is, is that I don't know dick about developing <laughs> games. I just yeah. had like an idea. I would have had to hire a dev team for like the whole thing and just been like the creative director. Yeah, yeah. Um and at that point, I was like, "Man, that's a that's a lot of money to invest in a, lot, a maybe." Man. You know what I mean? In like a it's let's a pitch this to fucking publisher A, B, and C, and see if anyone bites. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, I started thinking to myself, like, "Well, what if I just become the publisher? Like, what if I just you know look at a few games and, and decide to publish and and yeah, use yeah. that money that way." to build up enough money to get to the point where I can then start publishing my own games and, and turn this, you know, into something different and actually yeah. be able to afford a dev team without having to worry about, you know, budgets and paying back advances and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's when I started talking to my now business partner, this guy named Steve Sawyer. Um, yeah. And Steve has a long history, a really good track record in the the indie games world. He worked for uh, this company called Devolver Digital, who is mm-hmm. like... You know, before uh, before Among Us took over, uh, yeah. they released this game called Fall Guys, which is oh, was yeah, like on, on top of the world for a minute. Oh yeah. Um, but Devolver made their way with games like Hotline Miami and Enter the Gungeon, and oh, they also yeah, released uh, The Messenger, which yeah. uh, Eric Brown from fucking Veiled Nath and uh, oh, Necrogoblin yeah. and shit, he yeah, did yeah. the soundtrack for that game. Yeah, he does um, that streams and like makes yeah. music. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. He's 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 wild, man. That guy's yeah, a mad, is, man. mad scientist. I love he Eric. He is. He is. Um, but yeah, so it, you know, I started talking to Steve about, you know, hey, like, what if, what if I did this publishing thing? Like, you know, would you be available to work as like a marketing guy? Because that's kind of what he did. And I was like, you know, I, I have an idea. Like, would you be able to connect me with some developers and do all this kind of stuff? And a couple months went by, and it just got to the point where like we were both so invested in this project that it was just like, dude, do you want to just like be my business partner and like put this shit on paper? Okay. And that's that's kind of how that shook down. So it was like, you know. Wow. We That's we I, I filed everything California LLC got it all on paper and good to go and now we're uh we're proponent games and we have two games coming out uh well probably one game first quarter one game second quarter of next year okay. um one game called Anton Ball Deluxe which is like Mario meets Breakout um, oh, that's dope oh, it's got like a it's got a lot of like multiplayer potential we've we've got Netplay integrated on it at this point and are now just kind of polishing things up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, our other game, which is like a Metroidvania type of thing called Rise of the Betrayer, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is also has a lot of promise as far as, you know, stacking up against games like Hollow Knight and The Messenger and, uh, you know, 
blasphemous and stuff like that. So both are still uh, very much in the development phase. I think the demo for Rise of the Betrayer is still up on Steam. If anyone wants to check that out, they can. Oh, the still up there? Uh, Yeah, I think think it still is. I think it still is. Um, I'm going to check that out. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all... It's all coming together nicely. I'm I'm pretty stoked on it. It's it's a lot of work, and it's definitely no, taken my head to a different place uh, this this year. Um, Has it been like I didn't... full time, pretty much? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The first yeah. couple months, I was doing like eight to twelve hour days, seven days a week, and I I, I had to start giving myself weekends because I was just like, I'm gonna get burnt the fuck out if I yeah. don't if I if I don't give I... myself time to recuperate. Oh yeah, I um, imagine. But it's, yeah, it's a lot of work, you know what I mean? It's like managing two different development teams, doing a lot of art direction, doing a lot of, like, storyline stuff, uh, you know, making sure that all the wheels are moving. Um, you know, as I was just telling you before the stream started, this past couple, you know, this past month or so, we've just been working on building different uh, pitch decks for different types of investors, whether it's yeah. venture capital or angel investors or, or uh, prototype investors and all this kind of stuff just to, you know, get more liquid assets into the company and, Yep. you know keep things going so we can sign more games and like really polish the games that we have and do proper marketing campaigns and all kinds of stuff and it's yeah. it's 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 a lot you know what yeah, I mean? it's, it's pretty it's, much like it's running, a lot of work. running a record label for games yeah exactly it's, it's essentially being a label owner but for video games um or as i as i have uh so fondly put it i'm like it's like i run a record label but in an industry that makes money yeah uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that actually makes some money yeah, dude. Yeah. What what really one of the things that like really uh, planted the seed for publishing was when I was still in like the let's make a game phase of things. Yeah, yeah. I was l- doing like a little bit of market research, trying to figure out like what publisher to pitch to and like who's doing well and all this kind of stuff, like what platforms and all this kind of shit. And yeah, uh, I I read an article that was like how has COVID affected the games industry, which is obviously positive because everybody's fucking stuck at home. Dude, for um, sure. But the extent that it had affected it between between quarter one 2019 and quarter one 2020 yeah uh the games the software sales across platforms right so we're talking uh-huh. ps4 xbox one switch and pc oh, okay uh software sales across platforms saw a nine percent increase 9%. um between quarter one 2019 2020 which like yeah in That's... the world of business, it's like if your business does like a two percent increase, if you're like a multi-million billion dollar industry, yeah. If you do like a two percent increase, that's like everybody's getting a bonus, fucking holiday party, like we're fucking stoked. Everyone's fucking so, yeah, for real. Yeah. So nine percent is like holy shit. That is a huge increase, and that nine percent sinks to the tune of like ten point six billion dollars. Um, wow. And so I was just like, it's well, nice, you know, if, if there's a fucking industry to get into, like, this... make hay while the sun's fucking shining, man. Like, yeah, right now so, is the time. Yeah, guess, right? so that's 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 kind of how it all it all happened. I just, you know, it, my interest for it started back in like March, April, and by June we were an official company, and everything since then has just been keeping the ball rolling and you know working on stuff. We have a couple cool little. Uh, promo things coming out we're working with this dude john carnage uh who is like a long time weirdo <laughs> uh, he uh he, he just he just opened so he's like a performer oh. comedian guy but he's he's done lots of stuff for uh, uh adult swim and and all kinds oh, of stuff on the back shit. end but okay. he he uh he just opened a world tour early this year for fucking limp biscuit and his whole thing was that he was like so i'm an escape artist 
uh, I'm like the next Houdini. Like I'm gonna fucking you know I'm gonna put on this my for my first for my first uh, escape. I'm gonna have my assistants here put me in this straitjacket uh -huh. and uh, you know set the timer for one minute and I will escape from this straitjacket in one minute. And then he would just spend the next forty five minutes just like struggling to get out of this fucking straitjacket <laughs> and like that was the whole set. <laughs> and he opened for Limp Biscuit. And he did that opening for fucking Limp Biscuit fans. So it's just like you can imagine wow. the crowd response. And I'm just like, ah, dude, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So we yeah. have him on board for a couple things uh, that we're yeah. doing as far as promo goes that I'm really excited to to get out there. But yeah, right yeah. now is a uh, right now is indie game sleepy time. Uh, oh, that's is. the that's the official industry term. Uh, <laughs> indie game sleepy time. In, indie game sleepy time because all of the fucking big AAA guys are are doing their thing. It's holiday season, you know what I mean? Oh, fucking yeah. PS Five, Xbox Series just came out. You know, you have all these these huge yeah, titles coming one. out. Fucking yeah. Cyberpunk, maybe. Yeah, uh, fucking better come <laughs> out. Yeah, uh, Cyberpunk. We'll see. Oh, it's been kind of leaked. There's been like gameplay of it. There's been yeah. like a picture yeah. of like an Amazon employee holding the game. Yep. Yep. Well, so. I'm sure there's early access copies out there, and I'm sure things yeah, have been sent I out. Yeah, I knew that would be a, the case. A lot of the times, like, it's like it better come with, out for real. Yeah. Fucking have Baldur's Late. I like that. <laughs> fucking. I want dude, Baldur's Gate three. I'm so so ready for it. I didn't play the early access because I was like, I just want the full game. And then they were like, Hey, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah there's ton, just tons of big budget games coming out right now so it's like yeah, the indie market is. the indie market doesn't really have it's a chance it's like if right you're now. an indie gamer you know and it's it's similar to like the the, the metal world where it's like you don't it tour is, yeah, right now you don't tour right now like yeah. november just november december january Someday. because it's like everybody's be some, releasing but music like not it's, many yeah there's not yeah. many yeah and so, no one's trying to you know the whole thing in the industry is like no one don't release a record in december or even yeah. after uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's kind of the same thing for the indie game industry. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. it's like you know we're we're the big we're dogs just, putting their shit out right now. Yeah, we're just piling our assets and doing all this kind of stuff. Also, I feel like I need to point out that your uh your little corgi points down there are at four twenty. Fucking are they? Nice. You got them. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, we're just stockpiling our our assets and you know getting ready for some ready sick for press stuff year. for like mid January, early February. And oh, that's dope. That's that's when all of you will be getting constantly bombarded uh, on social media with me being like, "Hey, check out this fucking trailer." So, <laughs> so no, dope. prepare yourselves. I'm definitely stoked to get these games. Is it? Still, yeah, I gotta check to see if that one's still on Steam. Yeah, yeah, Rise of the Betrayer. Fucking. Rise of the Betrayer, right? Yeah. Anybody watching, go wishlist both those games on Steam. Just uh, you know, Rise of the Betrayer yeah, and Anton Ball Deluxe. Where's my Steam? And, uh, Steam's right here. Fucking... I'm gonna pull up Steam and do it right now. Hell yeah, brother! Here's the stack link those wishlists. Yes, check it out. The website's cool. I like the logo. Thanks, too. man. Okay, I uh I got Travis uh Travis Smith did our logo the same guy who does like Opeth's oh. album covers and did fucking symbols of perseverance and shit fucking oh that's fucking dope he uh he he's done the last few pieces of a Legion artwork so he and I have developed a pretty pretty good rapport he's like my go to art guy now and uh I was like well who do who do I know for art and was like oh this guy so fun little little Easter egg for the metal community that's is that our dope. our dumb video game logo was made by like a fucking Dude, metal art legend <laughs> so what artwork from a did he do 
Uh, he did apoptosis. <laughs> uh, he did apoptosis. He did uh, fucking uh, the roundabout thing, and then he did another piece of art for something that we have coming down the pike in oh, December. Ooh. Yeah, a little bit of something, something coming from the Steve. Allegiant camp. Steve. Also, Stevie Love. I <laughs> it's still one of my favorite tattoos and one of my favorite memories. I I like every year when that uh when that comes up i got so everybody in Allegiant for the most part has yeah. the Allegiant logo tattooed on them somewhere oh really? um, that's cool yeah well it, it it was for a while but i feel like we go through so many lineup changes that now it's really only me and greg um <laughs> but there was a time when it was still like me greg Corey, brandon uh that that we you know had most of us had fucking the logo tattooed somewhere so i was like oh well, i've been in this band for like a while now released a couple records i'm gonna get gonna get my brand yeah so i well. have it i have it like right on my thigh on my right thigh on the top of it and uh but i got it while we were on tour and i got it because we were playing a show and uh stevie's ex-girlfriend came up to me and was like yeah i'm a tattoo artist if you want something like you know i got you covered all this kind of shit and i was like bro let's do it so i yeah. fucking i went to i went to her shop the next day and Got my fucking got, got my brand done in Canada yeah. while I was on tour in Canada, in Canada, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because it's like so Canadians are a little bit more reserved than than Americans, oh, I yeah, find. Uh, yeah, and by reserved, I just mean like nicer and have better sensibilities. Um, but <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I had this fucking fresh tattoo on my fucking leg, so I was mostly just like standing at the merch table like with my pants around my knees and like i had boxers on but like i you know i needed to fucking so there was a few shows there where uh some canadians were pretty uncomfortable because i was just like selling them merch with my fucking you know with with a small piece of fabric separating them from my, oh, my you know unwashed tour junk so <laughs> it was <laughs> it was it was fun that's it was fucking fun. great yeah you said um, good, good memories you showed me a song of a side yeah. project you started yeah. with one other person, right? Yes, yes. So who's the other person? <laughs> so the the other person is this guy <laughs> named uh, Theo, Theo Goslett. Okay. Um, and Theo plays for a band called uh, Hollow World, Hollow uh, World out of Australia. Yeah, you're saying um, Australian, right? Yeah, and it's it's just he and I right now. Uh, we got uh, good old good old Bryce Butler, the fucking man. Oh, uh, he's doing drums. We got him. He well, he programmed the drums. Oh, he programmed. Uh, them? Yeah, yeah, nice he programmed the drums for this first single. And outside of that, we uh, you know, we have just kind of been working on getting this one song put together. And uh, I won't I won't reveal the project name just yet, but yeah, I am working on. That on a uh, a side project right now that's like a a two-man death metal extravaganza i feel like it covers all the bases like it, yeah, it's I super mean, tech that one song it did yeah it really it's did. like super tech but it also fucking slams but it, it also does. has these kind of like deathcore vibes and these like melodic chorusy kind of things and it's uh i'm, I'm very very stoked on this yeah on even this your song. vocals are not are different like yeah yeah for sure yeah. definitely flexing flexing some of these vocal muscles that i yes. don't usually get to use in my other projects so yeah. trying to trying to get some some stuff out there that uh that has never been done really by either of us so That's very dope. stoked on that hoping hoping to get that out you know i'm, I'm trying to line up a few things like i want to I, I just made a facebook post the other day being like hey so do i know anyone at fucking slam worldwide <laughs> uh so i'm trying oh i do i'm trying to I can get you know that. connect 
connect with that guy and and maybe yeah, you know, cool. see if we can premiere it on there but first we need like a video and you know want to do, i want to do like a proper press thing but i'm also trying to keep it like not on a label and you know yeah, fucking not own, not getting own thing yeah not getting all tied up in that again just yet so yeah there's no point yeah exactly yeah, it's no like point, at this point yeah. it's, it's like we don't we don't need distribution and i've been yeah, in the industry no. long enough that it's like i have my rolodex of people that i can kind of reach out to if i need any yeah, and you gotta help put... with pr and all that shit so yeah, exactly and you could just use like cd baby or tune core or whatever to get it on the yeah exactly i mean crap. dude you look at you look at a band like shadow of intent speaking of rice butler yes and it's just like they are such a fucking shining example of like how to be a metal band in 2020 for like, sure they... they're like a, pro- a real good example yeah you know and they're killing it you know what i mean like they yeah, are yeah. they've never been on a label and they were about to go out with fucking white chapel and SLA dying and like yeah. fuck SLA dying sorry let me just say that real yeah, quick cool. but still big, <laughs> yeah. big tour big, big tour big and they've done it too before they went um, like flesh god black dollar murder yeah uh chapel yeah, they, yeah. you know like that yeah. that was a huge tour i mean that was like their first like big tour and that was probably like their i don't know second fucking tour yep dude but yeah, like so they've band rips, and and, band and they deserve it man they're they're fucking yeah. they're killing it super good band super fucking nice dudes yep. and uh you know it's but, but it, it, how just, they it, do it goes band, to show yeah. that how they work their band it's like yeah I mean, it's the way to do it like yes. if you have the savvy and you have the work ethic like follow that fucking business yeah. model and that's i think what we're going to try to do with this uh with this band. new little fang that we're putting out so yeah you might as well yeah, I've told Vince. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you can do it yourself if you want. I mean, you just gotta have, you gotta have a little bit of money. Yeah, and you can't, you don't be cheap about things. Just uh, don't be uh, cheap about things. Yeah, do not cut corners. You, don't you get what you pay corners. for in yeah. all, in all walks of the business life. You fucking get what you pay for. Exactly, so. dude. Yeah. What can we uh, expect from Allegiant next year? So, what are you guys working? We on? have, yes, we have something, something, something coming down the pike. Uh, next month. Uh, in month, December yeah. that we're working on that is is not quite announced yet but will be soon. Uh, cool. It might be kind of like a surprise drop. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, as as far as new material and record stuff, we uh, we're we're writing album number six. Uh, for those of you who have not seen, I mean, Allegion as a band hasn't made like an official statement about it, but uh, mm-hmm. our drummer did but we uh we we parted ways with our longtime drummer brandon park oh, earlier shit. this year um we have been talking to a couple other guys that uh are excellent candidates to fill the spot oh, that's great and yeah, that's uh and we're working pretty actively together on this new record which to me is you know i know it's a kind of cliche thing to say as someone in a band who's working on a new <laughs> record but I really do feel like this is the best Allegiant material that we put out so far. It's uh, I could all, yeah. I mean, I, I can expect that though, honestly, from the last record. I mean, the band to me just got so much better. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's kind of where we're at with it. Is it's just like the last record we had uh, our new bass player Brandon Michael, aka Boo Boo Money. Boo Boo Money. Uh, <laughs> Boo Boo Money. And uh, he he joined the fold and really brought an element to the band that like really made us kind of reassess what was going on in our rhythm section yeah um and what that could bring to a legion so you know uh after after much discussion and and all kinds of stuff you know uh, among other things that i won't get into for the sake of not trying to throw anybody under the bus but it we we ended up parting ways with our drummer yeah uh, and now we're looking for someone who can like really complement the incredibly well-rounded dynamic that 
Boo Boo brings to the band. <laughs> yeah. um, so we are working on that, and the music is very reflective of that. And, uh, you know, we're trying a few new things while still keeping the core intact and mm -hmm. uh, making a little bit of a departure um, from the science stuff that we have always kind of done. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. Um, making a little bit of a departure from that that, that kind of started on Apoptosis. There's a few songs on there that aren't very sciencey, um, but the whole concept of the record being Apoptosis and, like, you know, which is programmed cell death and, yeah. you know, organic uh organic organisms in organisms yes uh fucking <laughs> programmed cell death uh which is basically just a, a scientific representation of like out with the old in with the new mm -hmm. yeah. um and so the songs lyrically reflect that idea through not only other areas of science but through you know areas of life and then in the title track apoptosis it kind of comes together in this uh you know this this overarching kind of lyrical theme where it's just like be better you know what i mean like yeah. we have we have the means and the intelligence as a group and as a community to be what we want to see you know what i mean and it's yeah. like the the you know the, the i'm pretty sure in those lyrics i say like you know like be the change you want to see in the world yes uh so that was kind of the theme of that one but you know now moving into this next record with everything that's happened in 2020 and mm. you know everything that the world has gone through and that this country has gone through and even the changes that we've seen happen within the metal industry yeah and you know these these rampant fucking cases appearing of fucking sexual assault and fucking Insane. nazis and fucking pedophiles and yeah. all these fucking just pieces mm. of shit i'm sure just you fucking, saw my post <laughs> just, yeah dude totally fucking <laughs> fucking inquisition uh yeah. but yeah, yeah just yeah. all these just giant fucking pieces of shit just like I know. Just, just being cool. It's like whatever. Well, we make good music. Separate the art from the artist. Like no, dog. dog okay, so that, that term, way. separate the art from the artist. I can't fucking I'm deal all, with it. I'm, I'm, but. I'm all about that when it comes to like, mm. yeah, you know, okay. I, I, uh, I paid like 150 bucks to do this meet and greet with Ingve Malmsteen, and when I got backstage, you know, he was just kind of an asshole. Like, you know, I always heard he was kind of a dick, but like I actually experienced it firsthand. And, you know, but I fucking arpeggios from hell, man. Separate the art from the artist. Like that's when that's okay. Like that's, that's okay. when that makes sense. Yeah. But when people are out here being like, "Yeah, so who gives a shit if you had fucking 150 gigabytes of child porn on his hard drive?" Separate the art from the artist. Like fuck you. Like, like fucking get out of here. There's like no, yeah, none stop. of that shit. Get that shit the fuck out of yeah, metal. And yeah. uh, you know, I it brings up the whole fucking cancel culture argument where it's just like you know innocent till proven guilty and like yeah you know what i mean like i i agree though. to I an extent yes, you know I what i mean too. like i do too i do too and and but was, people... that guy specifically from inquisition was guilty of it yeah was guilty like yes. fucking is 2009 you know, and for some reason no one caught it until 2018 yeah and it's just fucking it's it's you know it's like i said it's just all kinds of these fucking dudes rearing yeah. their heads in metal and i feel like you know, with everything that's gone on in the metal community yeah, and in the year. social climate of America and the political climate of America and 
the pandemic affecting the fucking world. Yeah. It would be kind of tone deaf to come out with a record that's just like, oh, but science, guys. <laughs> so it's like, so science, guys. So, so we're we're kind of departing from that a little bit, and uh, you know, yeah. covering covering some real ground. You know, we're not gonna turn into a fucking like play, social justice yeah. band. You know, that's that's not our our place. We don't think none of us are fucking political scientists or fucking sociology majors. Like, yeah, yeah, leave yeah, that. We'll, we'll leave that shit to the experts. But as far as you know, theming the lyrics of our record, I think that this next one's gonna be a little bit more personal, a little bit more you know coming from good. who we are as That's people good. rather than being like let's write another fucking science album so <laughs> i'm i'm very excited to to do that and be a part of that creative process and it's That's it's dope. been really rewarding thus far so yeah i could imagine it's, it's a little it's something different for the band yeah. for you guys you know absolutely absolutely and i think that's a good um to break away you know it's good for a band to break away from what they're used to writing about yeah, choice, you know, fucking you know, always, always real. push yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Th there's, there's a reason that as artists, most of us look back on shit we did six months to a year ago and are like, oh, this is garbage. And it's not because it's garbage; it's because no. we're growing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like as artists, especially metal artists who are so dedicated to this craft, it's just like always push yourself, always keep yourself always, moving yeah. forward. And you're I think always that learning more that, shit every day. I mean, every week, yeah. every month, you're always learning more stuff. Yeah, so it's like exactly. bring so. it to the table. Yeah, not yeah. dope. So we can expect something new next year. Yes, at some point, absolutely. Probably. At some point next year, new Fuck new yeah, legion man. for sure. Twenty twenty one guaranteed. What about continuum? Is Chase right? Is Chase right? Everything continuum. Chase what's does write everything continuum. And what's he been up to? I have no idea. Chase and I <laughs> are like we're we're homies. We're tight. We're yeah, in the yeah. same band together and stuff like that. But he's a very like. He does his own thing, flies mm. flies by his own fucking, you know, he marches by like his it. own drum kind of guy. Yeah. Um. So when I get continuum material, it's usually like, hey, I know we haven't talked in like two years, but here's this album, <laughs> write lyrics to it. And I'm like, oh, word. Like, All right, cool. <laughs> so, Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so that's kind of what's going on with that. Um, that's dope. That's cool. I also that's cool. recently took up vocal duty for uh, Virulent Depravity on Artisan Era. Why does that name um, sound very, very familiar? Virulent Depravity came out with a record, I want to say, in 2016, 2018, yeah, called okay. Fruit of the Poison Tree. Yeah, okay. And it fucks. It is such it a good fucks. album. fucks. I gotta check um, out. That's one I gotta check out. Yeah, fucking really, really good record. And uh, I am, I'm now doing that with uh, the main writer, uh, Colin Butler. Um, Ooh, Nick that. Padovani from Equipoise is also yeah. a part of that project. Uh, Joel Schwalier, who played for Donna Dementia, is playing based on that. Oh, this um, man. yeah, okay, now it looks familiar. Uh, Robin Stone, uh, an Australian drummer who has played with tons of different bands. Yeah. Um, he's playing drums for it, and then we have this guy named uh, Tommy Pals. Tommy Bonaviale, uh, who is the the man behind uh, Brutal Keys, which is this kind of viral uh, thing where he does these death metal covers on piano. Oh, um, really? And he's he's doing piano That's stuff for dope. us, so it's. It's it's fucking stacked, man. It's a uh, it's a lot of really really talented dudes working on this record, and and Colin is like a mad fucking scientist. He's is just he? such a genius when it comes to music. Um, and this this album is is it's a it's a fucking monolith. I am very very stoked to uh to be working on this and to to, to have it coming down the pike. So it's you know it's it's a lesser known project for sure. But yeah, I feel like but... when this when this record drops on Artisan Era sometime next year, maybe twenty twenty two, it'll it'll definitely make some waves. So that's oh, also yeah, something definitely. I've got I mean, that label, going on in the background. Yeah, that label's I, I love Malcolm, I love Mike, 
yeah those, you know all those dudes they know what the fuck they're doing yeah they they've do. come a long way i feel like you know they really have man really like have, you, they... you look at like the 2010 oubliette days to like yeah. fucking where they are now and it's just like god damn you Big guys difference. are killing it yeah yeah so what was uh yeah, I love those dudes. Lady Mel said, I think artists such as Inquisition also forget we are human too. He does not understand how we sh he shattered my heart when I found out who he really was. I spent so much money and time on Inquisition because I love their music so much. I did too. I actually liked that band a lot. I literally had to throw yeah. out every single record and every single shirt I had because I felt disgusted. I put that money. Yeah. That... Yeah. It Straight sucks, up. man. It's like you don't know. A lot of people in bands and stuff don't realize that so many people put so much money into their band, give their band so much money, and it's yeah. like then one day you find out these people are just like complete pieces of shit, yeah, like scum, and you're like, wow, that's cool. And it's it's just so fucking. And then we have these labels, and I'll, I, I'm not one to hide from it. I publicly posted about it. Yeah, Agonia Records and Season of Mess stock in their record. What the fuck are you yeah. guys doing? Yeah. Why do sure. you think like, this is okay? Because you need a few extra dollars. Like, not but worth it. This not, is not like, worth ha it. Have some fucking integrity. Like, like, that's the biggest thing about it to me is it's just like, if you believe in something, yeah. fucking stand for it. Like, mm -hmm. have a fucking backbone. You know what Please, I mean? Like, for the love of God, that, man. That, it's so unbelievable. It's just like, there's just so much of this fucking just like fence walking bullshit where it's just like, oh, but I like their music. And the thing that bothers me a lot about it as well is that it's just like, <clears throat> These same dudes will look at like when like Triple X Temptation died mm -hmm. last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then be like, oh well, he was a domestic abuser, so fuck him. Like, why should I be fucking mad about his fucking death? And it's just like, you just don't like his music, so you're willing to write it off as like, fuck this guy because he was a bad person. But yeah. as soon as a fucking shitty black metal band does it, or some fucking deathcore band does it, or some fucking metalcore band does it, whatever, like, yeah. oh, then it's okay. Then it's then it's fine. Yeah, like, fine. Oh, then it's right. then being a shitty person is is it's always okay. People are out here yeah. being like, six nine is a fucking pedophile. Fucking fuck that guy. Fucking yeah. you know, Chris Brown beat the shit out of Rihanna. Fuck that guy. Like you know all this kind of shit. Which like yeah, good. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck both of those guys. Yeah, I completely fucking agree. Yeah. <laughs> but like you you have to hold yourself to that fucking same standard. To everything. to everything you know what i mean you can't yeah. you can't just be like oh but i like this guy's music so he gets a pass exactly like, exactly you know? dude that's why yeah. i just i cannot stand it's it drives me insane dude i was just like sitting eating dinner with my girlfriend last night and i and i got a um i forget who posted about it or who who told me last night i'm really bad at remembering shit but they were just like yo season of mist is stocking has the inquisition record stocked yeah on their website and i checked it and i just started getting pissed i'm like yeah. right i'm like i'm just gonna come i'm just gonna talk about it yeah and i'm like i really don't fucking care if these labels hit me up like i book a well, couple season of miss bands i don't give a shit but it's like they put out a press release back in 2018 in march of 2018 literally saying they dropped the band and they're yeah. removing their shit from their store never did it yeah never did it and the thing is man is it's like People need to not be afraid of speaking up and not be afraid of, of yeah. burning bridges. You know what I mean? Because it's like, obviously you don't want to do that. It's it's a business. It's networking. You know what I mean? You need to be able to separate business from personal shit. For sure. When it comes to certain things. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. if it's like, oh yeah, this guy's kind of an asshole. But it's like, look look at the fucking John Finberg situation that just oh, happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Man. Like, years, years, years and years bro. and years of people being like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, dude, I cannot fucking tell you how many times I have heard people be like, yeah, John Finberg's a fucking piece of shit over the years. And I'm just oh like, God. why doesn't anybody fucking talk about it? Like, why is, is this guy still fucking booking bands? 
And it would always come down to what was mentioned in that fucking article, where it's just yeah. like, oh, he's got a lot of influence, and he's like, you know, he really yeah. does well for his bands, and he does yeah. all this kind of shit. It's and it's just like, dude, like, yeah, and it's just like, bro, like, people need to talk about this shit if we want it, if we want to see change yeah. in our fucking industry and in our community. Yeah. Like, you can't just let these fucking parasites, like, literal Literally. fucking human scum, just be allowed to fucking have careers because they work hard. Like, yeah, fuck that. No... Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I've known that even like Fimber, you know, John was a piece of shit from, you know, 11 years ago. And I would always tell bands, don't work with them. Don't work with yeah. them. Don't yeah. fucking do it. This is what he's known for. This is what, you know what I'm saying? And I remember like months ago, um, Ben and I from Metal Sucks are friends. He manages Rivers yeah. and Now. He manages Black Crown Initiate. He yep. told me what he was writing up. And I'm like, good. Because someone yeah. has to fucking do it. Like, someone no has to one has do done it. this. And then, you know, it came out and, you know, finally, he's fucking gone. We'll see for how long. Yeah. Maybe Season yeah. of Mist will sign John Finberg. Uh, that's the, yeah, right. That's the thing. Is it's always, <laughs> it's always just a fucking matter of time. It's like these fucking piles yeah. of shit go dark for a while and then they fucking come back and, you know, Weasel sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot. In. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. You know what I mean? Sometimes I it's like, you know. But then you have people fucking, you know, you have the fucking Azalea dying situation. This fucking sociopathic fucking mass manipulator who's just got everybody buying into his shit. And it's just like, you know, sometimes well, know they win. I know one of the guys from Azalea I mean? dying left the band recently, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that uh, their it's guitar player Nick right? dipped Nick did, out. Yeah. It hasn't been announced, though. There's been no, no. no like, no public thing. But, but it, it was, was it like... Was... They unfollowed yeah, they, each other or some shit. Yeah, like, like took him off the band page or some yeah, shit. Yeah, so. I think Lambgoat noticed it. <laughs> yeah. For fucking... some reason, Lambgoat finds out all this yeah, weird right. little <laughs> shit no one's looking for. They're just like, we noticed uh, on his, <laughs> as like on his Instagram page that he, they unfollowed Nick, the guitarist. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, but, what? You know, sometimes people shoot themselves in the foot, though. Like that fucking CJ dork from uh, oh, Lorna yeah, Shore. Lorna fucking... Shore, yeah. Which is like I, I love the fucking Lorna Shore dude so much, oh, man. Yeah, I fucking I love Austin those guys. Adam Austin, Austin Adam and Adam are people. such fucking good dudes. Even their and, new uh, guitarist, I forget his name, I'm sorry. But he's yeah. I remember meeting him on Summer Slaughter and he was a, a sweetheart. It was the nicest yeah. dude. And I was just like Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm really guitar. glad that they, they did what they did is that yes. they fucking they uh you know, that they, they released the album with his vocals on it and they still, you know, made their waves and it was a fucking sick record and fucking, yeah, it's you know, great but, record. But they did the right thing, fucking splitting ties with that guy, and then he went dark, and then came back with this fucking ridiculous Six video. Six months later, or less. That was just like, oh yeah, you're still a piece of shit. And like most people, video. yeah, most people got the point from him, like reading texts and doing spit takes. That it's like, oh yeah, you're a fucking pile of garbage. So it's like, his, you know, yeah, he was like putting down his ex go dark for and, having a mental health issue, and yeah. I'm like, and then people still support. I, I saw people like posting like, yo, we back you. And I've had, no. like, I remember there was someone, I, I don't know who it was, in, like, one of my streams. Like, oh, I hope CJ does, like, a new band. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, for sure. Like, you don't people know are always going to stand. People are always going to fucking stand these dorks. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it's it's unavoidable. But for sure, it, yeah. The, ex the extent to which they do is what I look at. You know what I mean? Like, of course there's going to be fucking edgelords out there that are just like, whatever, CJ's sick vocalist, like, who cares? Yeah. But it's like, is he going to have a career again? Probably not. No. That's why the Azalea Dying thing was so disturbing to me, was I was just like, wow, y'all are really going really to let these dudes sell out fucking shows all over the world, huh? Like, wow, fucking... It's pretty crazy. And, like, I kind of, like... I was on the fence with the Azalea Dying shit. At first, I was like, all right, maybe he did change. And then I'm like, back in my head, I'm like, 
nah, I can't really support yeah. this. I can't get behind this. I'm like, I can't nah. see. I can't. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. And then there's, I really started thinking about it. I'm like, wow, this is fucking nuts. There's some stuff that I can't really disclose in a public forum That's that, okay. yeah, give, that give me a pretty clear picture of what's going on. You, you, you and okay. I can talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah. it's uh, I'd be curious to hear that. Yeah, I may have heard, but he's 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 not a not he's not a good dude. Nah. So that's I mean, you know. seeing one of the main guys leave the fucking band. There's something yeah, like there's something there, guys. There's something not yeah. right. Yeah. When you see yeah. Nick from As They Dying leaving the band. Yeah. So, Who also fucking total sweetheart, fucking great yeah, dude. I love Nick to death. He fucking he directed the fucking Mind and Matrix video for a Legion. Oh you know, shit! I, I had no clue. He. He and Jordan fucking uh, really? are and part part owners of a uh, brick by brick, uh, right? brick by brick, which yeah. is like my San local Diego. metal club. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's where I see all my shows. Like I I fucking run to those dudes all the time. Absolutely fucking love those guys. Yep. Uh, you know, fucking, you know, I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, we're tight, we're homies, because we're not. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's like I've I've had enough <clears throat> meetings with those guys to be like, oh, these are good dudes. I did this For like sure. metal blade bowling for do thing with jordan a couple years back and oh, really? know, like i said nick uh directed one of our videos and like just yeah. generally good dudes that's cool. um, yeah now i've always but, heard that about him that's the but, thing yeah. i've yeah. always heard that about nick and jordan and i met jordan i met jordan at psycho las vegas like a year ago and we hit it off and i'm like dude i love uh, you know i love your venue <laughs> obviously because i send yeah. every fucking tour <laughs> to your venue literally yeah. like do you know Shannon that works there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, Shannon. Yeah. She's, Shannon She's fucking great. And, like, you know, it's just like no issues. Bands are happy. Shows do well for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like great fucking people. So, yeah. I have yeah, no totally. fucking issue with them. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Well, uh, thank you for doing this, Riley. Yeah, dude, of course. Sorry to, sorry to be a fucking. Angry no, metal guy at no. the end of this. We thing were gonna here. we were gonna get into it anyway. Yeah. That's what Matt from Cryptos was like. You need to get Riley on your on your podcast. Yeah. You guys need to go a little off. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Speak I, out I, of. I fucking. But this I fucking is, love this, Matt. Matt's, yeah. Matt's also Matt's one of my, my favorite man, dudes. Dude. Yeah, he's killing it. Vox and Hops yeah. podcast. Vox Check and it Hops. out. The, one of the best podcasts. Love it. So, so much fun. Yeah, so dude. much fun. Yes, Lady Mel, you're right. This is important information. People need to hear it. I, I don't give a yeah. fuck, like, speaking yeah. out about this shit. Especially that Inquisition shit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Anyway. <laughs> All the way. Everyone, out check. Yes. Keep an eye on Allegion. <laughs> Continuum. Proponent Games. I said it right. Yeah. And your new project coming out soon. Side project. Yes. Yeah. Follow, follow me on a Just follow on Graham, fucking Riley. Fucking Riley underscore McShane or just Riley McShane on Facebook, fucking yes. all hail Riley on Twitter, wherever you, wherever you social media, social media, uh, I am, I am there somewhere. And <laughs> if you want to keep an eye on what's going on with uh, a Legion and yes. virulence, gravity continuum and this new little side project I'm going with. And uh, as well as proponent games, fucking give me a follow and Fuck post yes. pretty regularly. So that's what's up. All right, we're going to go see y'all there. We're going to go raid somebody. Let's Hell yeah. Raid. Let's see. Big buddy Nick's on Nick Mar. I can't. Oh, you Nick Morero. Morero. Yeah. Oh, yes, he's fucking. Where is he? I probably, I'll probably jump on some Call of Duty with his ass. Hell yeah. He's playing Black Ops, Cold War. It's been a pretty fun yeah. game. I'm getting more used to it now. Yeah. But yeah, thank you everyone for hanging out. Um, I'm gonna next. I'm gonna announce my next episode shortly. Um, but anyway, we'll see you again soon. We're gonna go raid Big Buddy Nick. He's our Hell fucking yeah. homie. 
And uh, Riley, again, thank you for doing this with me. Yeah, I do. Thank you for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, yeah. All right, everyone, stick around. Let's go raid Nick and, uh, you know, spam him with those rosy emotes if you got them. Hell yeah. All right, see you later, everyone. All right, cool. There we go. Tight. Hell yeah. Big booty.